You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. As I want to take this time now to, to look at the Big Ten Conference overall and look at the top players coming back in the league. I think it's been about 15 years now, Robin, um, myself and you, we've done this ranking the Big 12, which has turned into ranking the Big mm-hmm. Ten series. And it's kind of our preseason magazine. We like to show Husker fans, first we go through the schedule and kind of look at the teams, and we try to do a real deep dive into the opponents at a level that a Husker fan is going to care about. Then we do a ranking the Big Ten uh, where we look at the top players coming back in the conference to kind of give you an idea who's got players coming back, where does Nebraska sit, and maybe where does Nebraska have some big holes compared Mm -hmm. to the rest of the conference. And started out with quarterback, and you and I both agreed. We went Adrian Martinez, number one, then Shea Patterson from Michigan, number two. We got a little flack for this, but you know we just believe that Justin Fields, with the system of Ohio State, the quarterback history that they've had there, um, and where he was ranked, a five-star, number one or two in the country at his position, uh, as our third, Nate Stanley at Iowa, who's looked at as a legitimate NFL-type draft guy because of the system he plays in with Kirk Ferentz, is our four. And then we also went another transfer, Hunter Johnson, a former five-star who was also a backup at Clemson to Trevor Lawrence, um, will be Northwestern's quarterback. And I've seen him, Nate's seen him in person. He's in a phenomenal, phenomenal guy that could be as good of a quarterback as Northwestern's ever had. But it's a good year in the league, but we both, I mean, we, we're not wearing red glasses. We both think Martinez is the best guy right now. Yeah, some people accuse us of being a little homerish on that pick. Uh, but ask any other media member, coach in the Big Ten, and they will tell you they are generally nervous, genuinely nervous about Adrian Martinez. He is, in my opinion, it's the number one quarterback in the Big Ten, and I don't think it's all that close. I mean, you can make a case for Shea Patterson, uh, but I think from a, a ceiling and what he showed last year in his first season as a true freshman, uh, the sky is the limit for Adrian Martinez. And Scott Frost has even gone on record saying he's the best quarterback in all of college football. He said the guy from Clemson's pretty good, but I think I'll take our guy any day of the week. And I don't blame him. Adrian Martinez, as we talked about from the on the field, is as good as it gets from a dual-threat quarterback. He's big, he's strong, he can run, he can throw on a dime. He's got that just instinct to know where to put the ball and, where, and what time to throw it. Uh, but more importantly, he's a true sophomore, and we're just talking about him being the clear-cut captain. If of we, this team. If we knew what we knew now, Nate, after the year one, does Nebraska get Adrian Martinez? I don't – I mean, what do you mean? Like, the, the if everybody knew everybody he was going to be how oh, good he oh, was. Oh, if everyone across the country – no. I don't, I don't That's what I'm so. saying. I mean, he's no. – yeah. someone on the West Coast is trying to get him. Well, yeah, someone on the West Coast is trying to get him. Oklahoma is probably trying to get a guy like that. Ohio State's recruiting oh, him harder. Ohio State's going harder after him. Uh, Tennessee would probably work harder to hold on to him. Alabama. Alabama. I mean, Tennessee's yeah. just got to be kicking themselves. Well, right yeah, yeah. That's – yeah, they got to be really kicking themselves. But I, what I don't get is, is how a lot of these publications, a lot of the magazines have Justin Fields number yeah. one. And he's not done anything in the Big Ten. Yeah, we caught flack for making him third overall. And, okay, I can listen to Nate Stanley being third just because his numbers are really, really good. Iowa's offense obviously is just kind of tossed under the rug a little bit. But, I mean, he's thrown 52 touchdowns He's going to be like the record quarterback at Iowa. He threw 26 TDs last year, which um, ranked 20 – 
yeah, ranked 22nd nationally. And so, I mean, he's uh, as productive of a returning starting quarterback as there is in the league. So I can listen to that. Uh, and Hunter Johnson, we're basing it all on potential. I mean, he really hasn't done much of anything at the collegiate level, but he was a five-star. He was the number two quarterback in the 2017 class. And so you would assume, just like we're assuming with Justin Fields, he's going to be good. And until we're proven otherwise, you got to include him in that discussion. You've, yeah. you've seen Hunter Johnson. I've Nate. seen Hunter Johnson. He's good. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's real good. So, I mean, he was a five-star for a reason. Um, I, But when I look at what I know about like a guy like Adrian Martinez right now, I think Adrian's a, a yeah. much better no doubt. collegiate player than Hunter Johnson. Like, I think Adrian will be more of an NFL guy than Hunter Johnson. Adrian Martinez is a Heisman Trophy candidate yeah. preseason. I mean, none of those guys on the list. Maybe Justin Fields. Justin, I know yeah, I think he's, he's got the third best that. odds or but something. But I, like I don't that. think Shea Patterson's being really mentioned in that discussion. Uh, and so, I mean, no. it, yeah, everyone else. I mean, this is not rose-colored glasses. This is a national consensus that Adrian Martinez is not only one of the best co- quarterbacks in the Big Ten Conference, but one of the best in all college football. All right, let's move on to running back, Robin. And I, I think this might be the deepest position in the conference. When you look at what comes back, Jonathan Taylor's back for his 27th year at Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he, he's had back-to-back almost 2,000 years every year. Um, I mean, incredible stats uh, with, with what he's done. J.K. Dobbins is back again at Ohio State, back-to-back 1,000-yard years. Now, he did have a down year last year in terms of numbers. He was only 4.6 yards per carry. As a freshman, he was 7.2, and a lot of that had to do with the quarterback change when he didn't have J.T. Barrett um, in the backfield. Um, to, to really kind of take the pressure off of him. A mm-hmm. lot of teams, I think, teed off. But then you've got Anthony McFarland at Maryland, um, who went for t- over 250 or 298 yards against Ohio State. He might State. be one of the best players in the Big Ten nobody knows about. Like, they're saying he might be the highest, he might be the highest draft yeah. pick prospect. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing is that, that McFarland – is like it probably has just as good a NFL potential yeah. as anybody in the league. He ran for 298 against Ohio State. Well, then they've got another running back that's going to complement him, um, a kind of a more power back. So they've got two good backs. But Reggie Corbin, man, at yeah. Illinois. He gave Nebraska problems. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. Dude, he averaged 8.5 yards per carry that's last nuts. year on a crap team. <laughs> he was their only offense. Him and A.J. Bush doing quarterback draws was Illinois' offense. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey Smith yeah. is like, yeah, we're not running a pro system with these. No. But, but Corbin's a legitimate running back. I mean, he's he's a big-time back. And, yeah, without who knows where they'd be without Corbin last year. But uh, First 1,000-yard yeah. back in Illinois since 2010. Yeah, that's that's that makes you uh, – you know, it kind of spells out where their program's been. Because <laughs> they haven't like, been throwing the football very well. No, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's their first – I mean, that was – Nebraska was in the Big 12 the last time they had 1,000-yard back. And then – you know, Muhammad Ibrahim from uh, Minnesota, 1,000-yard back a year ago. Then Shannon Brooks and Rodney Smith come back for their fifth and sixth years of eligibility. Those guys have 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. And then they have Bryce Williams, a freshman, that went for 500 yards last year. So Minnesota's got a loaded backfield. Ibrahim is the starter, but there's like three starters returning in that backfield. Yeah, that's why it was kind of hard to, to put just one of those Minnesota backs because, I mean, that is as deep of a running back group as there is in the Big Ten and maybe... If in, Brooks and Smith are healthy. That's the thing. But, I mean, yeah. even even so, you're talking about your second and third running backs right there. So yeah, As far as production goes, who's better? Exactly. And so, I mean, yeah, Bryce Williams, I mean, he ran for 500 yards last year as essentially their, their second string back. So uh, we picked Ibrahim just because he's kind of the, the number one on the depth chart, so to speak. But that is going to be a very crowded running back group that um, may 
decrease the amount of total stats those guys put up just just because of the volume of running backs they have. All right, we're going to fly through receivers here. Rondell Moore, Purdue, number one. I mean, he's an All-American. Tyler Johnson, though, not too yeah. far behind him. He was first-team All-Big Ten a year ago. So you basically got the two top receivers returning as far as first-team All-League goes. Um, he was a thousand-yard back, that a receiver that chose to come back. J.D. Spillman, we have number three, uh, fell short of a thousand because of injuries last year, but definitely would have had a thousand if not for the ankle injury. Yeah, he missed two games. K.J. Hill, Ohio State, number one. Um, he'll be the Buckeyes' top target. Um, he's a very talented player. And then, you know, maybe we could have Donovan Peoples-Jones over him, uh, but he will be Michigan's guy, a five-star, former number one type ranked receiver. Um, had 47 catches for 6, 12, and 8 touchdowns. One of the better red zone guys in the conference. Yeah, and so Rondell Moore was obvious. We don't really need to spend any more time talking about him. He's one of the most electric players in the country. But Tyler Johnson was a very close call. God, he's, he's so I mean, good. He is maybe the best NFL player in the Big Ten as far as the receiver goes. And so that was, I mean, you put him at two, but he could probably be 1B behind Rondell Moore's 1A. And then J.D., again, I mean, he's Nebraska's go-to guy. I think he's going to have, assuming he stays healthy, a huge season statistically, uh, especially if some other receivers can help take some of the pressure off of him. K.J. Hill is going to be Iowa State or Ohio State's uh, number one guy, and I think by default that leads to a big season. And Donovan Peoples-Jones really hasn't turned it on the way most people expected when he came in, but he is going to be their dude. And I think that by default, this is his opportunity to finally live up to that five-star ranking when he came in as the number one receiver in the country in 2017. Well, he's he showed flashes as a returner, too, yeah. just what kind of athlete. All Big Ten. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, he's yeah, he's a pretty dynamic athlete, and and we could look back at this list. I think at the end of the season, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Peoples Jones is right near the top yeah. too. That's, but yeah, really deep. And when you when you think Big Ten, you don't necessarily think wide receivers, but they're loaded. Yeah, Michigan a lot runs of good a system though that doesn't have a lot of plays on offense, so naturally Michigan stats are always lower. I yeah, think. exactly. They, and they, they just grind it out. I mean, the, the time of possession is really on their side. So I mean, they don't run a lot of plays, like you said. So the opportunity to get the same. Time type of catch numbers as a Rondale or even a JD isn't there for Donovan, which I think hurts his overall stock. All right. When we come back, we'll continue the offensive discussion. We're going to talk tight end and offensive line next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.